read to you from 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 8. And after I read the text, you, you'll be able to be seated. If you'll stand in respect to the Bible. And um, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Shake hands with your neighbor and say, I'm glad I, ha- I'm glad I have the Bible. just going to give this word to you and um, let you let you assimilate it. Second Peter and this was in my devotion um, this week verse chapter 3 verse 8 but do not overlook this one fact beloved that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise as some count slowness, but is patient towards you. Somebody say, towards me. Aren't you glad glad God's patient with you? Aren't you just glad? I, I don't know. That may not be for anybody else. That might be for me. I'm glad that every time I mess up, God doesn't throw me away. I'm glad when I drop the ball, God doesn't kick me off the team. I'm glad that when I have a bad day, God says, I still love you. This is a side sermon. There's still hope. I can redeem you. I can use you. Somebody say, I'm glad he's patient. He's not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. The purpose of coming to church is transformational. That you might be transformed. But the day, he says, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief. Somebody say like a thief. The heavens will pass away with a roar and the heavenly bodies will be burned up. Everything you see is going to burn up. Everything. Buildings, homes, lands, cars, Uh, annuities, everything's going to burn up. Everything is going to burn up and dissolve. And the earth and the works that are done will be exposed. And 2 Peter 3 and 1 says this, since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what kind, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness? He said, because everything is going to be burned up. The Lord is coming. Like a thief in the night. How should you live in response to that? I mean, that, it rocked me. This word rocked me. And I, I want to talk to you a little while on like a thief. Like a thief. Like a thief. Amen. Amen. Lift your hands to the Lord and just ask His blessings this morning. Ask Him to have His way in our lives and in our hearts. Amen. Like a thief. I feel a touch of the Lord here this morning. I feel the Lord in a powerful way. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. 
it's, it's amazing to me to see some of the crime and violence that has taken over uh, America. Um, and smash and grab businesses that try to operate um, banks, just the violence that we are seeing in the last days. Ladies and gentlemen, you, you don't have to open up your Bible to understand and realize this is the last days. It, it is the last days. The Bible said this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. I will say 80% of my preaching has a redemptive lift to it because we are not of this world. We are not made, I've said this before, I'm going to say it again, we're not made to be comfortable in this world. This world and its systems and its governments is not our home, the songwriter said. We're strangers. We are aliens. We are sojourners. We are passing through this world going to a new heaven and a new earth. Why? Because the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and John said there was no more sea. Come on, somebody. Talk to me right now. We are not made for this world. Even in some of Peter's other writings, he said to the exiles in Cappadocia, to the exiles in Bithynia, to the exiles, to those that are in these faraway places and these villages and towns. He said, I'm, I'm writing to the exiles. You are an exile, ladies and gentlemen, just passing through this life, trying to get ready for the next life. And I want to tell you, this, the next life is going to be so much greater and better than this life if you've lived for the Lord. I said the next life is going to be better than this life. And this is just a dressing room to get us ready for the next life. I, I don't know how you've been living and praying, but I'm ready to meet the Lord on the other side. I'm ready. With all of this violence going on, it, it's interesting to me that they are are stealing. And that there's, there's something about the violation that comes to you when somebody steals something from you. Like when, when in a moment when you're not expecting it, somebody steals from you. I've, there, I've had a couple experiences in my life that people have stolen from me. One of them, because we got so many new people, was uh, when we were going to a convention down in Fresno. In those days, it was the PSR convention. And it was, it was a great time. We were young, and we had everything in the car in front of the hotel and all of our suits, and we had packed. And thanks, thanks be to God, we hadn't put Michaela back in the car. She was just a baby, so we're, we're talking over 20 years ago. And we were there, and I had loaded the car, and... Uh, put the suits in the back and put the computer there and I had, I had left the car running and I had jumped out 
to just run into the lobby and get something else. And somebody jumped in my car while I was running. And uh, they watched it uh, drive off and they, they went after it and tried to find them. And I, I, I can tell you that the violation that I felt when somebody had not only stolen that vehicle, but stolen everything that I owned and I had worked for and that I had struggled to obtain. And then somebody came along and and they stole that. The Bible is saying that the, the Lord will come like a thief. Think about that for a minute, that God would pair his coming to that of a thief. That those two words would be in one scripture together. The day of the Lord will come. Just stop right there and think about that. The day of the Lord will come. It will come. It may seem like it's not going to come and it, it may get old to a lot of us here and again and again and again. But he said, the day of the Lord will come. And then he tells us how it's going to come. He said, the day of the Lord will come and it'll come just like a thief. When you don't expect it, when you don't think it's going to happen, and I know I got a whole lot of people here that don't think it's going to happen. When you just want to live your life and you want to make plans and hopes and dreams and you want to get married and you want to have a career and a college, the Bible said the day of the Lord will come. And it will come as a thief in the night. There was another instance in my life when I was just a teenager that I was brutally robbed at gunpoint in the middle of the night. Uh, Armed men kicked down the door of my house in North Carolina. I was staying with my grandparents at that time. And I'll I'll never forget the, the sheer horror and terror of having a gun pointed to my head saying, if you move, I'll kill you. They ravaged the house that I lived in as a teenager, tore the place apart, duct taped us together. We laid there in the middle of the floor, and it happened suddenly. It happened quickly. I would never expect it to happen. The Bible said that the day of the Lord will come just like that, just like a thief. I'm telling somebody right now that you need to get your life in order. You need to evaluate your priorities because the day of the Lord is coming. The day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is coming. This is not a time to sit back and say, oh, but we've seen this before. We've heard this before. This is not a day to be played with. The day of the Lord is coming. The day of the Lord is coming. The day of the Lord is coming. And he's coming quickly. And he's coming suddenly. And he's coming when nobody expects him to come. And he's coming when we just are sitting back asleep. The day of the Lord is coming.
And Paul, or Peter, I'm sorry, tells us the intent of his letter in 2 Peter 3 and 1. He said, this is now the second letter that I am writing to you, beloved, in both that I am stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder. He said, I I wrote to you this letter before, but I'm coming back to you again so that you do not become complacent, so you don't become indifferent, so you don't just treat the Lord casually and, and nonchalant. And I know as your pastor, This message may not be for a lot of us. You may say, well, you know, pastor, I'm red hot. I'm on fire. And maybe you're preaching to somebody else. Well, maybe I am. But I want to tell you, I want to come to remind you that we need to live with a urgency towards the Lord. We need to live with this sense that any moment, any moment in time, the Lord is coming. This is not a time to be lukewarm. This is not a time to be complacent. This is not a time to miss church. The Lord will come like a thief in the night. He said, I'm stirring you up so that you don't forget. I want to remind you. It was this Peter that spoke on the day of Pentecost That when they heard the words of Peter, they said, brethren, what shall we do? He said, repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness or the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's this same Peter that said, for the promise is unto you and your children and even those that are afar off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. It was this same Peter that preached that message and 3,000 were saved and baptized. It was this Peter who turned to Jesus and say, some say you're John, some say you're Elijah. Who, who do you say that I am? It was this Peter that said, you are Christ, you are Jesus. And he said, flesh and blood has not revealed that unto you, but my Father in heaven and you are Peter and upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It was this Peter that was first to the empty tomb, this Peter that healed the man at the lake, at at the gate called beautiful. It was this Peter that raised Dorcas from the dead. This Peter that was arrested and set free from an angel. It was this Peter that was on the Mount of Transfiguration. It was this Peter that witnessed the Lord's ascension and heard him say, in like manner as you see me, I will come again. It's all the same Peter, ladies and gentlemen. And it was this same Peter, this apostle Peter, who was the obvious leader of the group. His name is the first of all of the 12 names of the apostle. It was Peter that was first. In Mark 3 and 16, Peter was named first. In Luke 6 and 14, it was Peter that was named first. In Acts 1 and 13, it was Peter that was named first. And as Rome was burning and Nero was creating havoc among the Christians there as they were persecuted, he said, I have to remind you in my final letter, I'm going to be martyred any day now. And I want you to hold some things that are absolutely true. And he said this, the scoffers are going to come. The critics are going to come. 
The unbelievers are going to come, and here's what they're going to say. Where is the promise of his coming? We've heard that before. We've saw, we've saw the sabers rattling before. We've been down this road before. Don't worry about it. Just sit back in ease and comfort. You got all the time in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I am telling you, with the authority of the scripture, the day of the Lord is at hand. Peter said they're going to overlook the facts. He said, but don't you overlook the facts. The Lord is not slow or slack to fulfill his promise. Now, we quote that scripture without the context of what he's saying. He's saying, God is going to keep his word. And if the Lord said he's coming back, then the Lord is coming back. If he said that I'm going to rapture you out of this world, then he's going to rapture the church of the living God out of this world. Don't you make this world your home? No, sir. We are living at the imminent return of the Lord Jesus. And I believe tonight or today, the reason that the Lord has not returned already is he's not willing that anybody should perish. And I know you're not used to this on Sunday morning, but that's okay. I believe God has given America and the world a space of grace. I believe that God has given us a time period right now that he is reaching out for one great harvest, that backsliders and people that are away from God, that people that have known this truth, he's given them time. Oh, my God. He's given them one final opportunity, one final opportunity. My God. God, I feel like I'm preaching to somebody right now. He's reaching one final time to reach them before the rapture of the church takes place. He's given us a space of grace. Somebody throw your hands in the air right now. your hands up. Call on the name of the Lord. Pray for your family. Pray for your children. Pray for those that are away from God. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance.
We're not going to be here much longer. I'm telling you, we're not going to be here much longer. We're not going to be here much longer. If I had somebody that was away from God, I'd be praying for him every day. If I had somebody that was lukewarm in their soul, I'd be praying for them every day. If I had somebody that's been playing games with the church, in the church, out of the church, in the church, out of the church, here on Sunday, gone for three weeks, I'd be calling on the name of the Lord. He is coming like a thief in the night. Come on, raise your hands right now. Let's talk to the Lord a moment. Are you ready? Like a thief. I'm going to preach just a little while longer. I know I could open up this altar. He's coming like a thief. What, what, what concerns me about that is everybody, that word was used by Peter. Peter said he's coming like a thief. Then Paul said he's coming like a thief. Thessalonians 5, 1 Thessalonians 5. And then Jesus said, I'm coming like a thief. Peter said it, Paul said it, Jesus said it. Jesus spoke of himself. He said, I'm coming. But they don't expect me to come. As it was in the days of Noah where they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving into marriage, two were in the field and one was taken. Two were grinding at the meal and one was taken. The foolish virgins, while the bridegroom tarried, they slumbered and slept. And he said, watch therefore, for you know not the day or the hour that the Lord is coming. And here's my point. You cannot believe Peter's message in Acts 2.38 and not believe the message that the Lord is coming. It's the same Peter, ladies and gentlemen. It's the same spokesman that stood up on the day of Pentecost and preached Acts 2.38. The message of salvation that we preach, repentance and baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. It's not a different Peter saying that. You cannot say that you believe that and you do not believe that the Lord is coming for a bride that has made herself ready and looking for him. So I ask you, on this Sunday morning, since all those things are true, what sort of people ought you to be? 
in holiness and in godliness. What kind of people should we be? If that is true, how does that affect the way I live? And I know, I know, I, I know in today's culture, people want pastors to be just pops. It's a, it's a combination of pop psychology and a TED talk. They want pop psychology, make me feel good for 30 minutes, but don't get in my life. I'm going to tell you, if you've got a preacher that just constantly tells you what you want to hear and how great you are and all of that, you've got a wrong kind of preacher. You need somebody to tell you, clean up, clean up, get ready, get in the prayer meeting, clean up, the Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. Live godly. Live holy. Live righteous. Because the Lord is coming. The gospel is not a diet plan. It's not keto. It's supposed to change us. It's supposed to transform us. Truly, if this is real, then it should change me. I ought to be changed. I shouldn't be the same. Every time I come in and ex get exposed to the glory of God, I ought to go out better. I ought to go out different. I ought to go out washed and sanctified and redeemed. I, I should not be the same. I ought to want to live a life that is pleasing to God. It's not about, is it heaven or hell? It's about what is pleasing to the Lord. If you try to live your life based on heaven and hell, you're not even a Christian. It ought to be, does this please God? Is Christ being formed in me? What kind of people should we be? I, I didn't write it. Don't hate the messenger. I didn't write it. It's in the Bible. He said, if you know all of these things, how should you live? How should you pray? And I'm going to tell you something. When we got just a handful come to Monday night prayer, you don't believe it. You don't believe it. You don't believe it. You don't believe that it's true. When we have to beg and plead with people to come to the house of the Lord and to be faithful and to be tithers and to give offerings, no, you don't believe this Bible. If you believe this Bible, it changes our life from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet. It's transformation. Morning prayer, daily prayer, evening prayer. What kind of people should we, we, I didn't say you, I said we. 
should we be? What kind of prayer life should I have? What kind of fasting life should I have? What kind of daily devotion should I have? Do you believe that the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night? You think I'd miss Sundays? You think I'd miss more than I make? No. Sundays is more than washing your car. Sundays is more than going shopping. Sundays is more than catching up with your fantasy football league. It's more than that. Sunday is the day that I come before his presence and worship him. What kind of people should we be? And not just me, but every pastor I know is feeling what I'm feeling. And we got to get back to guarding the sacredness and the holiness of the Sabbath. I'm going to say that again because I don't want you to miss it. We got to get back to guarding the sacredness and the holiness of the Sabbath. I'm going to tell you, Sunday is for church, ladies and gentlemen. Sunday is for church. I was glad when they said unto me, come, let us go into the house of the Lord. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. kind of people should we be? And as I've thought about this and prayed about it and say, Pastor, you're going you're gonna to run people off. I'm trying to listen. You don't know me. I'm trying to get people saved. But I've got to tell them the truth. I have to tell them the truth. And the truth is, scarcely will the righteous be saved. Now you think that ought, that ought to send terror into your spirit. Now that's what the Bible said. Scarcely will the righteous be saved. That means I want you to think about the most righteous person you know of. And the Bible said because the end days, it'll be so wicked and perverse that the, that the righteous people will scarcely be saved. And if that doesn't cause you to think about your life, I don't know what it will cause you to think about. If that doesn't make you want to be in the house of the Lord on Sunday and Wednesday and men's Bible study on Saturday, I don't know what will make you want to be in the house of the Lord. I'm trying to be saved. I'm trying to make heaven my home. I'm not trying to just barely get in at the last minute. And I'm going to tell you what's happened in America and in culture and in the churches. People have lost their fear of the Lord. They have lost their respect for God and God's things and God's business. 
That's what's happening to America. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. And it said this, a fool will hate wisdom. A fool will hate knowledge. And I'm going to tell you what we're going to get back to. We're going to get back to caring about what God cares about. We're going to get back to an old, say it's old fashioned. That's fine. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to fear the Lord. I'm going to reverence the house of God and the things of God and the men and women of God. We need the fear of the Lord. Come on, raise your hands right now. I'm almost done. What, what kind of people should we be? What kind of lives should we live? I'm not on a soapbox. I'm just giving you what the Lord gave to me. I have to sit, listen to me, even as a pastor. I have to sit just because you're a pastor. You might be watching this. You're not exempt. Even pastors have to sit under this. I'm not above it. I'm underneath it. And you are too. He said, what, what kind of people, knowing these things, knowing that the earth is going to burn up, knowing that your job and your career is going to burn up, your house is going to burn up, your cars are going to burn up, everything we own is going to burn up. He said, what? What kind of person are you going to be? What kind of life are you going to live? How are you going to, how are you going to live out your belief? And it's convicting. It is convicting. It's challenging. But I'm, I'm not trying to barely get in. I'm trying to be saved. We've lost, in the last 20 years, we've lost some things. We kind of, we got caught up in the current of culture and we've lost our, our respect, our fear of the Lord and our appreciation for God's things. It's just true. We've lost our appreciation. We're, we're more comfortable touching things, holy things that you shouldn't touch. We're more comfortable Saying, well, that's not really of God or that's not a word from the Lord or that's just Sunday. Pastors just ask us to be there another Sunday. No, no, no. The day of the Lord is coming. The day of the Lord is coming. It's been, it's been, it's been burning. It's been burning a hole in my spirit, in my fiber. And that's all I can hear. The day of the Lord is coming. The day of the Lord is coming. 
The day of the Lord is coming. The day of the Lord is coming. Everything that's happening in the Middle East, we don't know if that's, that's, if that's going to be the end or not. But I know this, that the world is getting more wicked and the world is getting more perverted. And it doesn't matter. I know some of you going, it don't even matter who's in the White House. You're caught up with that. It's foolishness. It's going to burn up with fervent heat. Get your mind on the coming of the Lord Jesus. And probably one of the greatest errors I'm seeing is the depreciation of the ministry and the pastor. Houses appreciate, stocks appreciate, investments appreciate, cars depreciate, equipment depreciates, computers and phones depreciates, it decreases in value. And what I'm seeing in this last day, not everybody, but what I'm seeing in churches here and here some and all around our movement is they depreciate the pastor. His speech is contemptible. Well, I'll take that off the buffet and I'll leave that. I'll take that. I'll leave that. And I am seeing, I'm going to tell you something. In the last days, listen, listen to me. Give honor and respect not to the men and the women, but you must give honor and respect to the offices because God has placed them. And I'm uncomfortable saying it, but I'm going to say it anyway. God has placed them in the office that they hold, and that is the way that God speaks to his church and speaks to his people and speaks to his bride. Don't depreciate the office of the ministry. The day of the Lord is a hand. And I'm, I'm preaching with a burden from the Lord today. I'm not preaching out of ego and pride. I'm preaching out of sincerity right now to the people that I have reached out to. You consider yourself a part of this church if you're here. I said, I want everybody that considers themselves a part. And even as I'm preaching this, there's many that didn't come this morning. If I'd have said that 20 years ago, every seat would have been filled. That's just evidence of the point that I'm preaching about right now. I'm telling you, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Live and act and believe that Jesus is coming. What manner of persons? What manner of persons? What manner of persons ought we to be? Come on, raise your hands right now all over this building right now. Lift your voice. Come on, raise your hands. I'm how I live, how I act, how I walk, how I talk. 
Do I look, do I live like somebody that's getting ready to meet the Lord? Am I living in such a way that I'm ready to meet the Lord? Am I praying in such a way that I'm ready to meet the Lord? Am I inquiring of the Lord that I'm ready to meet the Lord? What, what kind of Christian should I be? What kind of believer should I be in my life, in my talk, in my walk, in my holiness, in my godliness? What kind of person should I be? Come on, I want you to stand and raise your hands all over this building. Raise your hands all over this building. The day of the Lord will come. The day of the Lord will come. Like a thief in the night. Come on, I need you to lift your voice. I need if this word has struck a chord in your spirit. I need you to lift your voice to the Lord. Stir me up. Stir me up. I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit apathetic. I'm indifferent. I'm a little bit carnal today. I'm a little bit worldly. I got worldliness hanging on me. I got this world that's draped all over me. I gotta get it off of me. I got to get this flesh off of me. Come on, raise your hands right now. The day of the Lord will come like a thief. Like a thief. I'm not going to beg you to come to the altar. If you, if you feel a need, you'll come. If you feel a burden in your soul or something you need to change and you need to adjust, and you need to make greater priorities. And you need to make a greater consecration. You hadn't been consecrated to the Lord or the things of God or the house of God. You will come. Say, God, I want to be more like you. I want to be less like me. I want to be more like you and less like me. I don't preach like this every Sunday, but I feel something strong in my spirit this week. There's people that need to make adjustments. You need to make a lifestyle change. You need to make a new commitment to God. You don't need to be lukewarm or in the church or out of the, no, 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 no. Not now. Not in this season. No, no. No. You ought to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You ought to offer yourself on the altar. I put myself, I am the offering.
me